Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we have got an interesting show today because we're going to talk about uh, teenagers dealing with grief and writing about it, which is is really interesting, and particularly with all the problems kids are having right now with the grief and loss of losing their schools and all the stuff that's going on and and being able to, you know, think about that in terms of grief and loss of family members, I think is really important. So um, you want to introduce our guest because it's going to be very interesting. Yes, I first want to say that I love the topic because I have a 15 year old who lost her grandfather three weeks ago. And we are here in New York City, not far from Nintendo. And she is sheltering in and doing online school while she's grieving during a pandemic. And I, I'm interested to see what you're going to say about what we can do to help teens. So we are going to talk about teens writing about grief with Tendo Mutanda. And she is the director of programs and partnerships at the Alliance for Young Artists and Writers, which is a nonprofit organization that presents the Scholastic Art and Writing Awards. Welcome to the show, Tendo. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so yes, the Scholastic Art and Writing Awards is a program that's been around for nearly a hundred years. And it provides a platform for teenagers um, to express their creativity. So we have 28 different categories in art and writing that students can submit their work to. Additionally, we have special awards. And so the one that's relevant to this podcast is the New York Life Award. Um, Students can opt in their work to indicate that it deals with the loss of a loved one. And um, every year the um, submissions are whittled down. Um, Students have the opportunity to receive recognition on the regional level. And then the um, highest scoring works on the regional level are advanced to the national level. And on the national level, uh, students have the opportunity to receive the National New York Life Award. Um, There's also a regional New York Life Award um, in some states that we know are um, experiencing um, issues which um, ultimately um, lead to deaths, such as the opioid um, crisis. And so students um, might be eligible for um, a regional award. Um, But anyhow, um, students are already have been dealing with um, loss and that is um, compounded, of course, by the pandemic. And so um, we have students dealing with loss in different ways because even if they um, had experienced it on a, you know, um, within their own family, now it's different because we're talking about various members um, of their immediate community and also thinking about the secondary losses we have some, we have examples of work on our website where students are digging in and really exploring their grief and their process of coping with grief um, creatively. And um, we also offer workshops to help guide students through that process of thinking about their loss and then 
exploring it through writing. So uh, some warm up exercise, association activities and such to really encourage them to dig deep and write. But of course, to do that, it takes um, a good workshop would be um, several sessions or at least a full day um, because it's, a, it's, it's quite a journey to begin unpacking and then producing. And um, we know that students need some, you know, timeouts um, because they're often overwhelmed with emotion as they um, experience the creation process. So, so Tando, are the workshops writing workshops and art workshops or mainly writing workshops? They're actually both. Um, okay. Sometimes they're hybrid. I'll give you an example. Um, Last year here in Newark, um, a workshop was hosted um, at the Newark um, Museum and there were, the students walked through the galleries. Um, they looked at certain work where it was well known that the creator, um, the intent of the work was to explore um, grief. Students um, reacted to that those works and then delved into writing. And so, um, yeah, there was another workshop at the Met in New York City, nice. um, obviously pre-pandemic again, but um, students also took a tour through the galleries. They um, talked about the different colors um, that were used in um, a lot of the um, works that touched on grief and loss. And they explored what techniques the artists used. Um, and then they actually came up, they developed their own symbols um, that they would use to um, depict grief. And actually they ended up designing their own rugs. The designs were sent uh -huh. to a weaving um, community um, in Turkey. And then we um, mailed their uh, finished uh, rugs featuring their designs uh, to them a few uh, months later. Um, so these are just some examples of the different workshops that we offer. They're always free um, to students. And most recently, we offered an online um, workshop uh, to students that is um, still available on YouTube. So it's an asynchronous um, experience that both students and educators are welcome to um, and encouraged to access. Wow, that sounds fabulous. You know, I, I love something you said because we often talk about um, writing, you know, for grief and how useful it is. But I like the way you clarified it. First, it's unpacking and then producing. I think that's an interesting way to look at it. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. part of it is unpacking your grief and, yeah. then, and then producing from that, which is an interesting way to look at it, isn't it, Heidi? Yeah, I love that. It is, it's very, and, and art and writing changes. The unpacking is very different. You know, once you get it unpacked, the art changes. Yes, right? exactly, exactly. And the stories might, you know, the first um, few works that students um, create um, might um, just reflect the emotional part. They might not be so creative, but just because of that process that it takes, mm -hmm. um, to sort of transition into their deeper creative selves to um, really um, eloquently um, write about um, their experiences. And that's what these students are doing. Their work is incredible. Um, some of it is featured 
um, in um, a publication that um, we have available um, online on our website, artandwriting.org, as a PDF. It's called Healing Through Creativity. Um, this summer, we were also fortunate to partner with two premier organizations, um, the National Writing Project and also the National Association Educators of um, Visual Art Instruction. And they've created lesson plans um, to support that resource. So um, the resource is available for classroom teachers. It's available for grief and bereavement counselors. Um, educators, community leaders, anyone who's interested in working with youth and helping them um, leverage creativity as a means of processing their grief. Oh, interesting, because I have a grandson, you know, my husband died three weeks ago, and we had a funeral, and my grandson was there, and he is an, an artist, and um, he's young, and he had a sketch pad, immediately gets his sketch pad out and starts sketching this whole scene and is showing me, you know, the coffin and whatever. And I said to him, that is fantastic. And he was so proud to show me. And I said, that's really going to change some of your art during the coming year. I'm going to be really interested to see what you're doing. And he got, you know, a smile and said, yeah, it'll, it'll be good. So I could see the beginning of process for him was having that sketch pad there. And the communication part is very important because teens speaking to other teens about their experience is very powerful. And so it creates a sense of community and awareness that they are not alone in this experience. We really do hope that this program inspires students to explore their own grief stories, but also we hope that the resources that we've made available um, are used so that um, educators um, and just community leaders feel empowered to reach out to teens um, and have just regular conversations about um, loss uh it's not something that should be shoved quietly under the rug I, you know space. it really really resonates with me because i was able to have a connection with him looking at that together you know right. it was kind of a sweet moment so hey thank you so much for what you're doing and give us your website again because it's, i know there are going to be a lot of people that uh, access it so mm -hmm. they're going to want to know Sure, it's artandwriting.org. Um, everything's spelled out. So art, A-N-D, writing.org. We have a beautiful new website. So I hope that um, both students um, and educators and counselors uh, take a visit. Great. Well, Tendo, thank you for being on this show and for everything you're doing. It's really wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, Tendo, for everything you're doing for teens out there and giving them a voice through the art and the writing. Thank you. And thanks everybody for joining us today. And we wanna tell you that we also have a YouTube of Tendo on site that Open to Hope did. And uh, hopefully you will take a look at that. And also we wanna remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.